No, I think Breakthrough TV gives bad, bad, bad broadcasting a good name. You're listening to Con Air Radio. Stop whining. It's about to begin. <laughs> All right, we are day two at Sabbleton Con, and I'm already tired. <laughs> Actually, I'm quite happy with the sleep that I got in the bed at the Sheraton downtown. Uh, I, I ex- I, I'm excited about seeing who's on the floors today. Uh, I did get to see most of my friends uh, yesterday, and there are a few others that I want to intercept with. Hopefully, um, there won't be too, too bad of a chance to te- check them out. Um, some are, um, I, I, some are expecting a increase of almost 50% for this weekend. And tomorrow being Saturday, or sorry, today being Saturday, it is going to be one of the busiest. So I'm, uh, I'm expecting a lot. <laughs> So, um, I don't know if I'll be taking the equipment down right away. Um, I think I might just go ahead and continue to do some wandering and more photos. Uh, I want to actually take a look at maybe a possible panel or two. So, I may not take the mic down or the stand, but I do think that I might actually take the recording device, the Zoom, uh, down and see if we can uh, maybe record a panel. Uh, it's something I want to try uh, and see if that see if that works. So that is something we are going to try. Uh, also, if you had a chance, the Sheraton um, downtown actually has gone over a major overhaul, and the rooms are phenom- phenomenal. The the uh, the first thing I did when I came in is I wanted to check out the shower. And I look at the shower and I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm jumping in. And that's exactly what I did. I just jumped in the shower. And it was ever so nice. <laughs> Seriously, I think that's one of the main reasons or how I breed uh, a hotel is by checking out their showers. So, um, yeah, it was phenomenal and uh, quite comfortable. And every room supposedly has a 65-inch uh, flat-screen TV now that uh, was really kind of cool because when I walked in, the TV was already on, and it physically said, uh, good morning, Robert. You know, i got to love how they do that, where they put the personalization on the, on the TVs when you come in and stuff like that. So it's kind of cool. And, of course, it changed when it went into evening. It was, good evening, Robert. So... It's just kind of odd, the little things that that um, you find fascinating and such. So yesterday I did walk the floor a little bit. I did not check out any of the panels, um, but I did walk the floor. I did take some pictures of the floor area, uh, a lot of pictures of the hotel. Um, did some post of the hotel this morning while it was nice and empty so that I, there wasn't a whole lot of uh, people there to... To, to get in the view of, of how spectacular the view of the hotel looks like right now. So so I did post those on Instagram, and it should be up on, on Facebook also. 
Um, so if you haven't checked them out, definitely check out the Conair Radio uh, Instagram and Conair Radio 1 on Facebook <coughs> to uh, see the extra photos that I posted and such. So, um, And uh, today I'll be doing a lot of that same, same basically deal, taking pictures of the, to the convention, uh, some of the booths and stuff like that. I will be going around gathering business cards, taking photos of the booths, trying to get to know more vendors, so it's definitely cool. So, uh, and then I'm going to also try to be going to getting some interviews today, so um, I've already kind of pre-warned some of the people that I was going to go and, and check out, so. Uh, and then uh, Kaza has a, a concert, I think, um, either at noon or at two, never mind, I'm somewhere in that area, so <clears throat> I'm looking forward to getting that and checking that out and taking pictures, that'll be exciting. <laughs> so, uh, and then the, uh, it's so weird when I come to a con, I always think I over, I'm, I always think that I'm missing something, but how do you always feel like you're missing something and still think that you overpacked at the same time. Now I do remember that there are a couple of things that evidently I did miss and I forgot. So I'm going to start creating uh, a convention box and basically it's going to be where I keep all my convention stuff. And I'm just gonna turn around saying, okay, this is the box that's gotta go in the car first, you know. Whatever, you know, and it's just like one of the first things I'm going, so I, I think I need to put Febreze, I think a Febreze in here, a utility bar, um, so that, you know, I can plug everything in and stuff like that. Now, the one thing I really, really enjoy here at the hotel is um, it is definitely set up for tech. So, you know, there's a plug by the nightstand that has... Uh, regular power and then USB plugs and the table I'm sitting at right now in my room actually has like three plugs and a couple of uh, USB plugs so <coughs> it's really cool that they that they've gone the extra effort to make sure that people have the tech uh, now even down on the floor when I was roaming around on the floor um, or, or down on in the, the lobby the lobby has several areas where there are couches and then there are tables and stuff like that and almost all the tables have built-in USB and power um, setups so it is phenomenal how they just redid everything and and it's just a sign of the times you know everyone knows that you know you're gonna go tech nowadays so you need to get these changes and stuff so uh, I absolutely love the hotel and uh, I look forward to spending more time, at, you know, checking it out. I might even stay here during Phoenix Fan Fusion, but I haven't decided yet. But in any case, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys go, and I will talk to you soon because i got to get down on that floor soon. Uh, I think we might actually go get breakfast first, but I need to get down on the floor. There's still a couple hours before registration hits or starts, so we'll definitely have some time to check things out. So, all right, we'll talk to you soon. All right, 
This is Smash Tower, and we are at the final day of Saboten. And I am currently sitting with the magnificent Nicole from uh, Corgi Cosplay. I always get it mixed up because you have it different on several different on social networks. It's Corgi Cosplay here, and then it's Cosplay Corgi. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had to do that just because. Uh, <laughs> someone already on Twitter, I think it was on Twitter, already had, took Cosplay Corgi, and I wanted everything to be like uniform, so if people search, they can pull it up just kind of one way all the way around. So so I think most of my social media is Cosplay Corgi now. Yeah, I, I know this, it's just the same thing with uh, uh, Conair. Uh, I'm Conair on Twitter, I'm Conair on uh, Instagram, and I'm Conair1 on uh, Facebook. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I got so close. I was just that close. Yeah. So, oh, man. So it, it's been fun. Um, so this is day four, last day, Labor Day. So uh, we're all doing our labor. Yeah. <laughs> um, how's it been for you so far? Because of the, we haven't done this in a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cons, It's it's been almost two years. Mm -hmm. um, since any this is my third con of the year though so i'm ahead of a lot of people oh yeah yeah because cons have been kind of coming back like in the beginning of june mm -hmm. and then there's been a lot of like little things here and there like little shows and stuff like that um but yeah this is kind of like for arizona this is like the first like big con event um and it's it's been really good everybody's actually been really respectful keeping the masks on <laughs> That's where I've actually had a mistake. I was outside in the hall, down the little little skittish halls off the way, way, way back, took my mask off for a few seconds to breathe, and got yelled at. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, back on with the mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, the one thing, like, being kind of, like, part of the vendor hall, though, is, like, once the attendees leave, all of us that kind of stick around like to close up and stuff like that, we know we're all vaccinated. So usually right after they kick all the attendees out, we're like, okay, and we pull off our masks so we can breathe. And there's, there's the one girl that gets to cheat a little bit. She's around the corner with the um, uh, Heroes United, I think. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I only say that she gets to cheat a little bit because she has an issue where she's on oxygen. So yeah, yeah, I saw her this morning. It was my first time seeing, because her name is Sapphire. Right. And it was my first time seeing her with, with, the with the oxygen tube over her nose. And I was just like, I looked at her and I was like, is that part of the costume? Or is that really needed? And she's like, oh, no, it's needed. And her husband was like, oh, this is the first time you've seen her with it. I forgot. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't realize that COVID hit her that hard. Well, no, she said she had a... a well, it was, a, it, was part, it was also complications from COVID that uh, added to it. My breakfast just came back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, but uh, so you've got uh, both of your stars with you today. One yeah. Of, one of them staring over going, why are you way over there? <laughs> Be like, mom, mom, don't leave me. I know, he's just watching me. Just like, Mom, Mom, I, I'll keep eyesight on you. He's like, uh, can I fight one of these guys? <laughs> <laughs> can I jump down? Can just, I? Just for entertainment. Can, can someone of you guys, like, pick me up and put me on the floor so I can run over there? Kibbis <laughs> just hiding, like, I, I'm fine with this. Yeah, he's really? like, I'm getting pets. I don't care. <laughs> Mom, I can see Mom. She's fine. <laughs> so I noticed that yeah, yesterday, uh, or was it yesterday? No, it was the day before, I think. I don't know, didn't even hit this floor, I think, yesterday. Um... You did well on your donations. Did you get to do your autographs with the, uh, with the corgis? 
You mean the plotographs? Yep, yeah, yeah. Our table is now covered in footprints. Yep. Um, from it, so. <laughs> so yeah, well, they've done uh, sold a lot of prints. So have done a lot of photographs. Oh, that's good. <laughs> See, that's that's, that's it's, the fun part about it. Yeah. It's, it's kind of nice, though, and I, I have a lot of friends that are over in the vendor hall, like either in Artist Alley or exhibitors, and all of them, a lot of them are sold out of stuff already. Like, they only have very few stock left, which is unheard of at a con. Usually they go home with, you know, still a good amount of stuff, and a lot of them by day two were almost half out of stock. Yeah, I, I'm excited. My friend Sarah, her, her whole display has been changed because she's uh, run out of stuff. She's been running out of things, which is is, is good for her because yeah. technically she actually traveled to Japan oh. to pick up all of her stuff. She doesn't oh. order it. She, she goes there, so <laughs> she's making good money this time. Well, yeah, I've noticed. That's been her routine every time. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I've seen a lot of people, just because it has been two years for a lot of people. Right. And so a lot of these people have been saving up, especially once Greg announced the dates for Sabotin, people started saving up. And I've also noticed a lot of people um, yesterday, it was their very first time at a con ever. Yeah, I've always, uh, um, I drive a uh, share ride at night and I try to talk about the, the cons and the podcasting and stuff like yeah. that. So uh, I always try to turn around and tell people going, oh, I've always wanted to go. Well, if that's the case, you've got Savos this week. You've got, you know. Yeah, you got go all these the, things that are coming list, up. I'll go down the list of all the cons that I have, you know, on my list. Yeah. And, and well, I think it's also helped, too, because everyone's just so excited. So everybody is blasting all over all social medias. Uh -huh. Normally, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be there. But now it's just been like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. So other people have seen other friends posting they're like oh what's this i'm gonna go to this yeah, so your one from last night threw us off a little bit <laughs> what the, the the ghost oh the uh, phasmophobia panel yeah i'm sitting there going okay this is a little darker than i was expecting it to be <laughs> <laughs> i just because every time i usually do like cosplay panels or something like right. that and like mental health but i saw a friend um, applied for a mental health panel already. So I was like, okay, cool. Like someone's you can have that. Yeah. Someone's got that covered. Um, you know, I saw, I knew there was going to be 50 million cosplay panels. I was like, okay, those are all covered. And I was like, I still doing the Corgi play date. Cause nobody can do that one. Um, but I was like, you know what? I want to do something different. You know, we did the first day we did, um, whose line is it anime, which, and then I got it approved for 18 plus, um, which was nice. Cause it was my first like official 18 plus panel. Um, and like, just because it was the first day and it was kind of slow that day anyway. So we didn't have that many people in the panel room. Um, so we kind of just eventually got off the who's line games to all of a sudden we were talking about all kinds of things. Like what are some of the anime characters kinks and, you know, and everyone's discussing about <laughs> all these random adult topics. <laughs> and so it was really fun. Everyone, we were all were laughing and, um, so that was fun. But yeah, no, this year I was like, you know what? I want to do something different. I don't want to do the same as anything else. I, I just, well, different there, topics. There was one that did interest me a little bit um, that I'm, I'm kind, of, kind of glad someone did it, but I did not get a chance to go sit on it. Which, uh, uh, was it, it was either cosplay or convention health. And okay. basically what to do while you're at a convention to stay you know, energetic and, and, and healthy and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. It's like when we, when, we, when we went out to eat the first couple of nights, 
it was tossed for us because uh, I ate sliders the first night. Carol had a salad. And then just for the, for the heck of it, we switched it up the next night. So I had salad and she had sliders. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm like, okay, that's not too bad. I can handle that. that yeah. Works. <laughs> yeah, if you're staying, like, in the hotel, it's you kind of stick to more to what is around the hotel. So, like, across the street, you got Hooters. There is a subway, but they do close. Last three nights I've eaten at Hooters. Okay, yeah. And, you <laughs> I'm, know, I'm sure there's some odd thing that just keeps attracting me back to Hooters. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just, well, usually they're open later. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's a lot of things. Like, there's a lot of, like, restaurants that are in that little plaza across the way, but a lot of them close right. before even the dealer hall here closes. And so it's like by the time we get over there or they're about to close and you're like, I don't want to be that person that comes in right before closing and has to order a bunch of food for a bunch of people. <laughs> so Actually, I thought about that. See if you can run in there, go to Subway going, all right, I need four so, uh, cold cuts. I need uh, seven meatball sandwiches. And, <laughs> and it's just one kid that's just going, uh, uh, I'm just closing up. <laughs> closing i'm sure if you call like ahead of time be like okay i'll be there at this time but just so you know uh-oh <laughs> the defense patrol is on it he's like you have a helmet it's hayabusa it, it's so fun to see him bark with the tail wagging i know his tail's <laughs> wagging the guy's petting him he's still like bow, 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 bow. i don't <laughs> like your mask <laughs> <laughs> There'd be a lot of people to bark at if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, because the guy has, like, a whole, like, helmet piece on and right. stuff like that. Like, he's almost completely covered up besides, like, probably, like, a slit for his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you see how he's backed up again now. Yeah. Like, I'm going to stay over here. <laughs> well, like, the hard thing, though, is, like, he's been going to cons since, you know, when I first got him he got all his shots and stuff like that and his first con was a fur con you know I was like okay you know we're just gonna kind of drop you in the deep end and see how you do and he loved it and he was doing great with cons I took him after that and stuff like that he loved everybody costumes were amazing and then COVID hit before he was almost a year old it hit so two years you know we haven't got you know even with his service dog training like he was all like on par he was on course for everything to be good and then all of a sudden COVID hit, I didn't go outside, right. you know, for the most part for two years, um, you know, and everything was like curbside pickup. So he'd be in the car at least, but he didn't get the exposure of being like out. And, and then especially with cons, it's a whole other thing besides just going to a store because right. people are wearing helmets and full armor and big giant props and lots of hands coming. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just. Oh, he loves all the attention, but right. it's just, it's all the added stuff too. And it's just like, uh, you don't look human. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what to think of you. I will bark at this time. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm not, I'm not really sure. So I'm just going to bark at you to be safe. Maybe you'll back away. <laughs> <laughs> we can test the waters with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's been, it's, it's easing him back into cons. And of course, Kiba's just you saw all of it. He's just like, oh, okay, we're back to this again. Okay. And they're both just sitting there staring away. <laughs> they're like, we're going to ignore everybody else. We're gonna, we know, know where Mama is. We're going to keep an eye on Mama. Uh, CL. <laughs> CL's like, I'm going to jump. I know. He's like, I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump. I'm going to do it. <laughs> so uh, we've already covered that that it's been a good a good session for you now yeah the big part that, that i'm interested in because of the mental health issues that you talked about before um is you have been cooped up for two years yeah 
Um, now, that could, in, in your case, that could have been a good thing or could have been a bad thing. I mean, because a lot of people have the anxiety of going out into public. Yeah, it, it was, like for my anxiety, it was great because all of a sudden it's like, it was okay, just like all these places are now doing curbside pickup and delivery and all kinds of things. Like, I'm like, oh my God, my introvert self and my anxiety is like, yay. But then being cooped up and mostly staying in the house is hitting, it was hitting my depression really hard. And so, uh, so yay for my anxiety being better, but then my depression was getting worse. Um, so like this con, I was really, I had no idea how it was gonna affect me because it's been so long being around like such crowds of people and talking, you know, for all day for right. the whole event of the con. Doing panels. Yeah, and, doing you know. panels and doing all kinds of things. And so I, I had no idea how I would be even coming into this. So it was like, it was another one of those things, just kind of jump into the deep end and see if I sink or swim kind of thing. And um, One thing it seems to be uh, that you have in well for you is that you've, you've got your team. Yeah, yeah, I, I brought a team of two with me this time, um, husband and wife, Cam and Luna. Um, and uh, so that's been nice having like two buddies. And then of course, like I'm friends with a lot of the staff at Sabotin. So they come and hang out at my table. I have a lot of other friends that know that my table is also a chill, a hangout safe. Place. <laughs> yeah, well it's a hangout, but it's also a safe spot. They can come and hang out. They know that nobody's gonna bug them. One, because nobody's gonna bug them because I'm there. <laughs> and most people know like, don't do stuff around me. Um, you know, but they know it's a safe zone. Like if they want to sit underneath the table, they can sit underneath the table. If they just want to like sit on a chair, they can just sit on a chair or they just want to sit up against the wall, you know, whatever they want. You know, my my space is a safe space for all. Next year, so. we'll just have everyone put ta chairs and, and uh, benches and stuff around the end there. So I'm just, just thinking next it. year, I just need to tape off like this corner right here. Actually, that's not <laughs> a terrible have, idea. Like a, little, like a little bit of a lounge back here. That's not a terrible idea. You <laughs> know, put your main tables up here. And yeah, put my main back. tables kind of like in a corner, and then I can just have kind of a little lounge area back here for yeah. friends. Someone comes walking up. Oh, you need me? Just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We went tumbling. <laughs> We're still good though. Okay. Um, I might have to do that <laughs> next year. Uh -oh. Another one. CL! So wait, I heard mama. <laughs> so like, okay, I can handle it. He's like, I, got I, it. I, I think I got it. Mama's you got watching. me good boy! You got me good boy! <laughs> like, what? It's like, okay, so. All right, well, that's fantastic. Uh, and I do love the fact that, I still love the fact that we have the Creators Corner over here because yeah. they're almost basically all local artists, all local uh, performers, cosplayers. Uh, once again, though, I still wish that there was more of a flow down this way, that yeah. they had some more signage saying, here's where we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm definitely, um it seems that because before it used to be just like a one-man team that was in charge of all this and right. then he had like a couple little helpers right now it seems like now they put more into it so now there's more like i guess it's better uh put together right <laughs> um there's more organization to this area you had more time to do it <laughs> yeah well more time but also there's more people you know more staff behind it well actually i um, thought he was shorter staffed this year 
Volunteer-wise, yes. Uh, Volunteer-wise, they are. Um, but he had his core. His core. Yeah, he has so. like a core kind of staff, and like they kind of, or at least, you know, like anyone that are kind of new, um, got put into areas that were really kind of needing it. Like this area, really, you know, the Crater's Corner really needed it. Um, Still, they could have had more. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's just because it's the first year now having a bigger team for this and. So I, I'm definitely going to talk to um, Alex is who they brought on to help um, with it. And so I'm going to tell him that's going to be one of the things, because he's asked, he's like, oh, you know, what are things that we can improve? Just let me know throughout the weekend. So that is one thing I'm going to tell him, be like, can we get like a signage or something, letting people know that this hallway is down here? Because there's been people that have come for years since this has started, because I think this is the technically the third year of the con, I think they've done the Creator's Corner. Uh, yeah, because you guys were the second year when they did it. Second year, yeah. So, yeah. So, I think it's been three. Um, yeah, I miss it, too. Yeah. I, I liked being down over here, but without a crew, it really made it hard for Yeah, uh, yeah, it's to hard to it run in. a table and, and have a setup. And still do what I and, do. Yeah, yeah, I still have to do everything else, too. <laughs> Except for leaving my wife at cover, to cover the table. It's like, <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just sit here. I'm going to go do an hour over at this pa uh, panel. Yeah, and I'm going to go to this here, panel. And, 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 yeah. and I'll be back in a couple hours. <laughs> like it's nice having like a, like almost like a home base right to put all your stuff and kind of somewhere just to like meet and like crash for a little bit in between things but but yeah I, if you don't have a crew to watch equipment especially because you have expensive equipment right it's it's hard so yeah and uh, see that was the other thing I keep telling myself even though I I've, I've, I've been talking about uh, some of the depression thoughts and some of the thoughts about do I even want to continue and such um, I'm always still trying to gear my head in, and, and even though I, I'll go through that part of going, do I want to, then the other part of me is saying, you know, next year if I do this, I'm going to change this, or I'm going to yeah. do this. <laughs> so I told myself if I had a table here next year, I'm going to go ahead and set up some cameras on it, and I'm just going to let them go for like 12 hours at a time. <laughs> oh, yeah. To, to record the, the whole thing. Yeah, the cosplayers that come through, and... And stuff like that so that way if you know if we get a table back here for you you know maybe i'll have <laughs> mine over there to where i could have the cameras catching your table and, <laughs> and then the hallway and you know i i'm totally down <laughs> and, and just set up one uh, maybe i'll even set up a second uh cell phone account so i could just sit there going all right 24 hour twitch <laughs> so oh, that and, would be really cool and just let it go or 12 hour or you know whatever you know, well, I think because the vendor hall is open for eight hours. Right, right. You know, most people don't want to work more than eight hours in a day, so. No, oh, they're eager to get out of here when they're oh, done. Oh, yeah. When, uh, when they announced <laughs> in the vendor hall, vendor halls now closed, and they've kicked everybody out. You can hear in the vendor hall, you can hear them go, yeah! <laughs> Even out here, like like I said earlier, we just, we, we were like, oh, the attendees are gone. Masks rip off fly masks. off, you know, it's like, <laughs> okay, I can breathe. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> We're uh, like, oh, I know everybody that's around me, at least. I know they're all vaccinated. I know they've been all safe, you know, this whole time. You know, finally coming out of their houses and out of their holes. And so now we're like, oh. <laughs> and see, that was another thing that I was thinking about is if I ever actually got another table again is, is to blow up my certificate. You know, here, here's my shot record. Yeah. It's sitting here on, on a billboard on the front. I've been vaccinated. Like a, like a degree. <laughs> a degree with diploma. I'm not qualified for much of anything, but I got this covered. <laughs> I still got the open spots for the boosters. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's coming up too now. <laughs> yeah, I think they're doing it like how they started with the vaccines where they're setting it by, like, the immune compromise, the people right. that are at risk, and then I think they're going to slowly tick it down. 
I'm like, I hate needles. I hate needles. Now you ant and I, I get through the second one and I'm like, I'm done. And then like, and we even left spot for the boosters. Boosters? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I like, when I got mine, I had to turn my head away. So, but I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm doing it, one, because I don't want to find out. Like, I'm on that cusp that I might be high risk. But I'm like, I don't want to play around and find out. And then I have so many friends that are in the con scene and stuff that I've met through cons that I know are immune compromised right. and either can't get the shot or it was really iffy if they got the shot and they had to go with their doctor, you know, and talk to their doctor a lot before even getting it. And uh, so I, I mostly did it for them. I was like, nope, I, I'm going to do my part for you guys. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I debated if I wanted to get a shot, but then uh, part of me in the back of my head said, you know, I would really hate to not have the vaccination and then something come up for Con Air that I couldn't go to yeah. because I wasn't fully vaccinated. Yeah. You know, I'm sitting there going, what if uh, a chance to jump on a plane and go to Dragon Con or something yeah. like that comes up, you know, or an invite to another convention. Yeah. And I'm going, oh, I don't have all my shots. I can't get on there. And now it's come to, and now it's not the thing of the shots. It's the thing of the um, identifications now because they're still toying with that stupid uh, uh, federal ID oh, yeah. for air flight. Yeah, for Arizona. Well, I, I mean, I, Arizona's I, fighting it, so right now I don't think we have to. No, uh, I think it was until next year of October, I think it's one. Well, for now, but that, as I said, the government's still, you know, the government's still fighting it. Arizona's fighting it all together. Um, so it yeah, may Yeah, because I know on my not. driver's license says not for federal identification on it, and right. I'm like... Because they were like, oh, you need to update your driver's license. And they're like, you can either come into the DMV and get the, like, the federally approved one, or we can just use your old photo and it's just going to say not federally approved. And right. I'm like, I'm like I don't want to go to the DMV. Just, just mail it to me. With the new we'll one, come, though, we'll you, have to, you, have to, you have to actually pull out a passport or your birth certificate. And I lost my birth certificate. So yeah, I have, ate mine. Yeah, I have, to, <laughs> I have to reapply for mine in California. So and That's, that's what not, mine is, too. And it's not going to be an easy trip. <laughs> I mean, it shouldn't be that bad. I, I should be able to uh, contact is... the Navy, <laughs> or not the the Marines. I should. Oh, be okay. Oh, okay. Because yeah, I was born Marines on then. Camp Pendleton Marine Base. Uh, okay, I would say because I know I, I was California, um, born in one of the hospitals there. So um, they have a whole like record database thing, and you just I think I know for mine, I can just go online and go in there and type in my name, social. Oh, I'll have to double check on yeah, that. Yeah, see one, if then. you can go through that way. It. Yeah, instead of going through the military. Well, I think we should tie this up. It seems that your oh. table is getting very crowded. Just a little bit, yeah. Yeah, it looks yeah. very crowded. You should join in there. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. And <laughs> I appreciate the uh, the interview, and good to see you again. Good seeing you, too. Uh, hopefully we'll be seeing much more of each other this year because of the Yeah, well, yeah, because there's going to be Connie and, you know, Konnichiwa. I don't um, know about Konnichiwa. I have never okay. been to Konnichiwa yet. Okay. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, it's we've been to be thinking. It's a really nice hotel with pools and all kinds of stuff. So. Yeah, we forgot our suits, so we didn't make that pool attempt. I mean, I could have, though. I mean, if I could open up my window, I could have just jumped right out. I'm two. <laughs> I'm like like two floors above the pool. I could hit it <laughs> probably. <laughs> You'd be like, I, I got this. Um, Except for yeah. it wasn't that deep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah, four feet not. deep. <laughs> 
would be um, a hard hit. <laughs> but yeah, no, I know in January we have a bunch coming up because we have Taiyu and then Phoenix Fan Fusion. Phoenix Fan Fusion, yeah. Um, I'm planning on being both at uh, Taiyu or Phoenix. I'm hoping. Oh, nice. <laughs> if everything goes well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as long as uh, we don't spike again yeah. in cases. So fingers crossed, everyone mask at least yeah please mask up yeah well we'll have to have that uh, mask hit squad running around too <laughs> actually that's a, that'd be a good cosplay just start people uh decking up people as nurses and doctors and uh, just handing out masks not, well oh. handing out masks or having in great uh sign of uh, some kind of uh, monogram that it, and a signage saying uh, uh mask patrol <laughs> <laughs> You know, we're handing out masks, yelling at people who don't have them, you know, yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, I, I see the mask thing uh, being a more norm because I've talked to a lot of friends and now they're thinking of cosplays and how to, like, incorporate the mask into the cosplay. Like, I've seen quite a few already at this con. Right. Like, either they've done, like, a flesh-colored one and, like, painted over it um, or have done characters that already had masks. There, there um, are actually some, there was somebody in there and it may have been, uh, what's the name of that? company the scribe i think scribe hollow okay. uh, i think they were doing custom they oh. were actually printing masks oh okay uh and i'm sitting there on ooh, i like that and then of course there's another one over there which i may end up hitting it actually has the light up masks um but the oh, inside I didn't see those. those are fantastic uh they're about 40 bucks oh but i'm sitting there going oh man you know if i come out of this with something what do i want to come out with and but the only downside is is that I did feel it. They're really thick on oh, the inside, so it's hard to breathe. So it might be hard to breathe. Yeah. So I'm debating on that one. And then of course, uh, especially living in Arizona, like <laughs> we need it so much. Like we understand we need to wear the layers, but at the same time, it's like we also need to breathe because it's hot. You start investing in those little oxygen canisters, like the. Yeah. <laughs> 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 either that or start doing Darth Vader more permanently you know so I can walk around with his mask and just yeah, shots of, a lot of I've seen shots on Etsy a lot of people doing like the half plague masks so that way it comes out as the beak but you don't have like the full like uh, it's just over like a regular mask size over your nose and mouth and then it comes out for like the beak so at least your breath has somewhere else to go <laughs> true true well actually we worked on a new design for our crafts um, a craft mask that we were going to do and it's supposed to be able to go this way and it doesn't fog up the glasses ah so we may yeah, both of you have glasses so it's a constant problem well she hers are reading glasses she okay. just pulls them down she doesn't need them to see but still if you're reading <laughs> it's, it's a pain when it's all coming back up and fogging and <gasps> all right well okay. sound, that's that's the indicator we got to close it up and yeah, uh that's get, third one. get back to our, her <laughs> to where she can uh, enjoy the table <laughs> and all this new company yeah <laughs> All right, so once again, thank you for the interview, and hopefully we'll see you again soon. Yeah, thank you. All right. All right, we are on the last day of Sabotin, and we are here again in the uh, Creator's Corner, and we are talking to Courtney Lay, the fantastic Courtney Lay, the author Courtney <laughs> Lay, the cosplayer Courtney Lay. And so how is your weekend going? Uh, so far, so good. It's um, one of my, it's my second con uh, since the shutdown and all that stuff. Um, it's kind of weird being back in the like crowds and everything, just because I'm not used to con crunch and 
the no sleep and all that stuff, but it's great. It's great to see people. You'd be waiting till the con crud kicks in tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't want to. The, the con hangover. Yeah. <laughs> so have you done well at the, at the convention this year? Uh, much better than I thought. I didn't know what to expect because we've been um, not having events for almost two years. Uh, so I didn't know if people were, you know, in big money spending moods or if people would even want to come out. Um, but I have done better than I thought. So I'm happy. Well, they were saying just before they opened up the convention that they were almost expecting a 50% increase. Mm -hmm. So I'll be interested in finding out if that's actually what happened. Yeah. But uh, there's definitely been a lot of people here. Oh, today, even, yeah. even today being a Sunday, there's still a decent amount of people yeah. here. So, and Monday, yeah. <laughs> Monday, yeah, 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 I forgot. What is that other day today is? Oh, Labor Day. <laughs> the reason why we're here on a Monday. <laughs> so, um, now you got a chance to do a few panels, right? Yeah. So, what did you think about actually having to get back up in front of people, too? Um, I don't mind it. I'm actually, so I'm a huge introvert in my normal day to day life. So, socializing takes a lot out of me. Like, interacting with people takes a lot out of me. Probably after this convention, I'm just going to hole up in my house for a few weeks and not talk to anybody. Um, <laughs> but public speaking has always been fairly comfortable for me. Um, because it's, uh, I don't know, for somebody like me, it's a disconnect from having to Normal. carry on a conversation. And it's just something that is like doesn't really affect me too much. So it, I got back into it pretty quickly. <laughs> I've actually thought about it because a, a year or so ago we were also guests here and we did a, a, yeah. a panel and I think I've done like a whopping two panels in my entire life so far and one was here and then one was down in Tucson so I'm sitting there going uh, I don't know if this is something that I can get comfortable with again but uh, oddly enough uh, and it's really kind of weird because my mind is just racing everywhere of yeah. this con uh, yesterday I was like in depression not even sure if I wanted to go out and I didn't even leave my room until like four o'clock in the afternoon yeah. but at the same time my mind's racing saying you know I would love to do a panel doing this or like talking about this or or something so I was running things through through my head and I'm like it feels weird you know one moment I'm like shutting down and in the other moment I'm like I have all kinds of ideas and they're just like all firing on on all the Pistons. Oh yeah, I've been there. <laughs> so, now, I noticed that during this absence of con, uh, you have become an author. You've yeah. Gotten, you've got, got some couple of books out there, and I see that one of them's no longer stacked up out yeah, there. A couple of them, yeah. So. I was unexpected. Um, so I actually published my first book a few months before um, the pandemic. Uh, so I just had the one. And then there were no more events, and I stopped making costumes just because there's no real like motivation if right. there's nowhere to wear them. Correct. Um, and so I just started writing and writing and writing and writing, and uh, at the moment I have eight books released on Amazon. Yeah. Wow, that's a little bit for a pandemic. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I'm a very fast writer, and that's one of the the reasons I chose self-publishing. Um, because I, I looked into it a lot. I did a lot, a lot of research before I, I self-published. I've been writing my whole life. Um, but one of the biggest things they say about self-publishing is that you should be able to write fast and pump out the books. Um, because 
you're, be, you're being able to be your own boss. And so you have to get books out there quickly in order to make any money off of it, whereas somebody traditionally published would have the publisher doing all the work and, and uh, advertising and everything for them. Yeah, you have to you have to write so much, send it to your your publisher right. or and the editor. And sometimes it takes years for them to get it out because you know they're not the ones in control of it. Right. And that just didn't suit me. I tried it a few years back, and I just I didn't like the waiting game. I didn't like the wondering if it was gonna work out. So I just decided to self-publish, and so far it's. Um, gone a lot better than I thought it was so yeah a lot as I mentioned before when I did mine my biggest issue was the editing you know you know I was sitting there going yeah since I passed I, I filtered mine through several friends and things like that I even put it up as a Google Doc for some <laughs> of the friends just so they could all make notifications yeah. like this 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 and this even after passing it through all those different little filters I published it and then realized there were still Issues. Oh yeah. I'm like, uh. I've actually, um, my work still has a few errors in it. Um, I won't lie, I'm not perfect. I self, I self edit, um, but and I was very self conscious about it. In the my first book that I ever released was actually edited by somebody mm -hmm. um, that was experienced with editing, but there were still mistakes. So I kind of thought to myself, like, you know, Why I could do I it paying? myself, and <laughs> I, I don't need that. And also, uh, hiring an editor can be thousands of dollars, depending right. on what, like, how big your book is. Um, and I just don't have that. Right. And, and I did a lot of research. And being self-published, a lot of them don't have that budget because we don't have a publisher to pay for all that. So it's not uncommon. And, un and fortunately for me, I write in the romance genre, and a lot of those people are very, very ravenous readers. And they understand that a lot of people that they're reading are self-published, and they are more willing to let little tiny mistakes slide so i'm happy about that but there are i have found mistakes in published works and oh yeah there, there I, I have read a few books where i was going through it and i'm like wait that doesn't sound right oh yeah <laughs> that's just there should be a period yeah. there or or that spelled word spelled wrong and i am terrible at spelling so i'm like <laughs> when i find something that's spelled wrong right that's like, wow, how did that get by? <laughs> Fortunately, you can actually put um, an uh, updated work on KDP, on Amazon Kindle. Oh, yeah. I have hiccup, sorry. Um, you can actually upload another file if you edit it. And so I've done that a few times, actually, with all of my books. Huh. I haven't tried that. <laughs> yeah. I am thinking about redoing mine. I uh, have re-edited it, maybe tweak it a little bit more, and then piece it together with a second book that's yeah. same view. So uh, I'm anxious to kind of try that, but at the same time, uh, I'm not sure I want to. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit stressful putting Every, your yeah. work out there. Right for now, sure. everything in life seems to be stressful. Yeah, can't go out. It's stressful. You know? Right. Like, can I go over here? Can I talk to these people? Do, do I have to make a run to the grocery store at midnight just before they close or right. whatever, just so I can get what I need to? So it's pretty terrible. It's different than it was two years ago, that's for sure. That is true. <laughs> um, so what kind of uh, projections you see now that you've gotten this convention out of the way, what other locations are you going to try to uh, go to? Um, I'm not sure. I am waiting to hear from Phoenix Comic Con. Um, they invited me as an author guest, but it's been a while, so I'm not clear on whether or not I'm still attending that. Um, <laughs> other than that, 
I don't have any plans, honestly. I'm just kind of going with the flow. I know the feeling about Phoenix. I've been approved for media for a year to two years yeah. ago, and I, I, I actually sent him another email going, am, am I, I still, still improved? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know it's coming up. Right. Know, they say, well, we'll get back with you like in November when they start releasing the the hotels and the rooms and yeah. stuff like that. So kind of like, anxious because I was really hoping for that author booth. It would have been a nice change of pace for me. It would, yeah, it would be really nice. I <laughs> yeah. mean, you'd, be, you'd probably be in a very, well, you'd be down in that author line where yeah. some of the others are. James, he usually gets a, a bigger booth of his own, so he, he doesn't sit down in the author line. He seems to do really well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, he'll bring stacks and stacks and stacks of boxes, and he'll be gone. They'll all be gone. When uh, yeah, I was uh, I was gonna look into um, how much they cost if they don't invite me. It'd be nice to have a table, but you know, if I'm serious about it, I might as well just buy one if I have the money. <laughs> yeah, I, I always wish that uh, they would reach out to podcasters and invite podcasters. Yeah. Because uh, I'm sitting there, all, we spend the entire time pushing your con yeah. while we're there doing interviews and stuff like that. I would love to have a table That'd be on great. Phoenix Fan Have Fusion. all the guests come to you. Yeah. yeah. Just start scheduling it. Uh, all right. Right. <laughs> who's next? That'd be awesome. That would be funny to just sit here going, who's next? Who's <laughs> <laughs> next? <laughs> Got a space. Let me mark next. you in my books. Yeah. <laughs> so I do appreciate you taking the time to give us a little bit of an interview, letting us know where you're going to be. If yeah. When you when you get the opportunity, um, I will be posting this hope uh, in a, posting the uh, uh, podcast up hopefully in the next couple of days. Cool. So we will definitely have you out there, and I'll reach out and let you know that it's up so you can do awesome. that. Awesome, thank you. But I'm glad to see you again out at the uh, cons. I'm yeah, glad to you see too. everybody. <laughs> I know. It's like been going through withdrawal, so <laughs> it'll be interesting to see if I get the get the withdrawals yeah. over the next couple of days because that's usually what it hits. Yep. <laughs> so, but once again, um, appreciate the time of the interview and uh, hopefully we'll see you again soon. Yeah. Okay, see you later. All right, we are here again and we are talking to Jeff Ellison. Hello, everybody. <laughs> it's the first time I've done a podcast. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be a little nervous then. <laughs> oh, yeah, well... One thing that Con Air has always been good for is it's most people describe us as just a bunch of friends sitting around the table talking. So I try to keep it as informal as possible. So, you know, it, we may be just talking about one thing and, and boom, it lingers off into a whole other <laughs> subject. Uh, and it has happened like that before. So we are looking at day four, the end of Sabotin. And so what have your thoughts have been so far? Oh, it's been great to come back to a con. Um, the last convention I was at was TaiyuCon in 2020, and I wouldn't think that I would you know, live through a worldwide pandemic, but I've been uh, taking care of myself, building a whole bunch of new pieces, and then when this came up, it was a little wary because uh, I had pneumonia, had a scar going through my lungs, so it's like, I don't want to catch COVID, but at the same time, I want to return to the nerd scene and be with my people. Yeah. I've loved it so far. And that's a good thing. And so I said, had, has it been worth it? I mean, has have you done well sell, selling and such? Oh, yes. Um, one thing that I tried this year, because 
usually at Taiyukon and FanFest and everything, people are looking for fandoms. Right. Where it's like, I love Sailor Moon, so I make Sailor Moon. But this time around, a bunch of my friends told me, why don't you try making original characters, original art? Right. And I've had a lot of people respond well to it, and it's just, it's hurt. it's uh touches my heart with that. And, and it's a good way to mix it, you know, because you can always do the fandom, which brings the people to the mm -hmm. table, and then when you show that you have original works, uh, it, it's always nice too because they're like, oh well, you know, that's not, you know, uh, a Sailor Moon. That's not. This is something totally different, like the one that we were looking at earlier. Mm -hmm. um, now, of course, we haven't even explained your artwork yes. yet. So, <laughs> uh, basically, <laughs> how the best way to, it's not it's clip art or not. It's a three-dimensional paper shadow box. Yeah, what I yeah do, that's an interesting one to put on a card. Yeah. Paper, it's longer in the card. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> on my original cards, it was like 3D paper dioramas. And then uh, you think of like when you're a kid and you had to do a book report and you had to like fold the paper and put everything um, layered. But, you know, what I do is I take um, illustration board and archival quality paper mm -hmm. and I cut out the different shapes, glue them together, and then stack them using the illustration board so that way they are 3D. Right. So when you do look at it, they cast shadows. Um, depending on the lighting, it's different effect that's, effects that you can get. And I don't know if many people in Arizona have ever seen this type of art before. I, well, I, I think I have, um, but I, I don't think it's, it's, it's not something that I've seen a lot of. Yeah. So you do have kind of a little market corner <laughs> yeah. there. So that's always good. Uh, and once again, you know, if you mix in your own original stuff with uh, whatever fandom you're doing, mm -hmm. uh, you know, see, like uh, Phoenix Fan Fusion, you'll probably do extremely well because it'll be a mix of both, you know, so it'll be like, oh, that's just awesome, I gotta get that, mm -hmm. or, you know, the, uh, or they're going, oh, no, it's Sailor Moon, I gotta get that, you know, <laughs> or, but uh, you did have several in pieces that I got a kick out of. Now, the one that was the most, I think, detailed that I saw uh, I was still trying to, to think of what it was because it reminded me of a variety of different things. Mm -hmm. um, and it was all done in red and blackish or red and you had like one character that was standing above a pile of other characters. <laughs> it was my doom piece. Your doom piece? Okay. So I wasn't sure <laughs> because right below it you had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and I'm like, was that a teenage one? Because <laughs> I have seen a couple of... Mutant Ninja Turtle stuff where it was similar to that kind of thing, but this one didn't look like it, but uh, it was very detailed. I loved that you had so many different layers in it. And uh, I can definitely see it being a piece that uh, would draw a lot of attention. To, it's just, and a cost effectiveness. Uh, if it was a little bigger, I'd be going, that would be a good centerpiece. <laughs> you know, pop that above the, the fireplace or something, give it some nice lighting, maybe even LED lighting, you know, along in there. Oh, there goes one of them. <laughs> Just did the interview with the, with the two stars, uh, Kibble and Cecil. Cecil. <laughs> I always get the names mixed up. I'm terrible with names, oh, by the way. Up. I usually massacre the names. <laughs> I'm a science teacher by day, so when I look at my roster, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to pronounce this. And it's like, it's Rebecca, but it's spelled weird. So I, I know what it's like with names. So when you, when you start going, going, you like to be called Becca, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that way I don't have to go through this every day when I do roll call. You know? Yes. If they even do roll call anymore. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> Every period. You just turn to a middle school. It's crazy. Uh, but anyway, so your pieces are definitely original. 
Um, and I do like the, the fact that they're, they're smaller sizes. Mm -hmm. So there's something that if someone wanted to buy something here like that, they can. Now, the fact that there's glass in them, I'm just trying to figure out how well that would go. <laughs> and that may be one of those deciding factors. Do I want to carry around something that's got glass? So, I mean, when I'm here at the room, it, the easy part is, is I'm just going to run it up. <laughs> run it upstairs and so it's out of the way. Yeah, the good news with it is I've only had one person ever accidentally break the glass. And really? it was uh, the first year I was at Phoenix Comic Con. It was Comic Con then, then they turned it to Comic Fest and then Comic uh, Fusion. Fan Fusion. Yeah, yeah. But I had a little um, piece from Modica Magica. And it was, I was using these small like dollar store frames and modifying them, turn them into shadow boxes. Right. And one person, you know, they purchased one, it was, I think it was like 10, $15. And it was like, oh, would you like a bag? She's like, no, and she shoved it in her backpack. And I'm like, it is glass. Then the next day she came back and she's like, it broke. <laughs> it's glass. But a lot of the times if people buy the big shadow boxes, if they want me to hold on to them for the end of the day, I'll right. bag them up, keep them at my booth. But I've, I've always thought about it. It's just that you might even make some extra brownie points if you actually had uh, cardboard um, strips or something that you could put you across, across, it. across it and just run a couple of pieces of tape across it. Well, that would be a good idea. Yeah, you might actually make some bricks or brownie points for the extra <laughs> care. And, and I have noticed that there are some people that will turn around and say, well, I can ship it for you too. Oh, yes. So, uh, you know, just pop it in. It's just, the only downside is they don't get to take the prize home with them, and then they don't see it for a couple of days, depending on where they're at, you know. So, but, uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot of little uh, quirks about cons that I, you find out and you learn, and you're like, oh, I can do that. <laughs> you know, two years ago, I had an idea. I'm like, oh, I really want to think about this. If I had a bigger crew a bigger space, I could do this. And I arrive this year, and there's a guy up in the corner doing it. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh. I wanted to get a green screen, and I wanted to have a, a regular photographer put him in front of the green screen and taking pictures of the people as they were coming through. I'm uh, two years late. Oh, yes. <laughs> Not cool. But anyway, um, so... You've got conventions, we did talk about, you have conventions coming up that you're going to uh, be doing, and I think you said it was Taiyukon. Yeah, Taiyukon and Phoenix Fan Fusion are gonna be in January, they're a week, a week away from each other, exactly and that's gonna be a, a killer. <laughs> that's gonna be a hard week. Yeah, and yeah, since I teach, I won't be able to build anything in between the two cons, so. You gotta get it all done now. Yeah, my fall <laughs> break, my uh, winter break, I've already been taken with that. But uh, the good thing is, I over the, quarantine period I've been able to make my own comic and oh. it's all done in the 3D art style so yeah every page is a 12 by 12 I sketched it out made it 3D and I have a professional photographer her name is Erin Miller and she does um, work under the name um, Neon Desert Photography oh. and what she does is we come over we turn one of the rooms into an art studio or photography studio shot all 24 pages did a little bit of light editing, and from there we'll be able to print it like a regular comic book. And um, what you brought up before with like people being able to buy original art, uh -huh. I'm gonna have the framed art there, where people can look at it and see that whoa, this page that like you know page 18 in this one is about an inch thick, two, a foot by a foot wide, <laughs> and um, I actually made custom boxes for Great. those ones, oh. so they'll come framed and like. Before I became an artist, I 
only started doing this when I was 32 <laughs> and selling professionally at um, around 2015. So I'm still learning the ropes with these. But um, my wife and I started attending Comic-Con. We were big Trekkies. And we realized, oh, we can get autographs from you know, celebrities. Then, yeah. wait, there's comic book people. We can get them to sign comics. Oh, wait, we can commission them. Oh, wait, we can buy the original art. Wait, we can buy the covers. And, like, the expenses on that is just skyrocketed. Right. But there's something special about owning original art from a comic book cover artist or just a comic book artist where they sat down and they made that specifically for you. It right. wasn't made by a printer. It wasn't something they drew once and then they have 50 copies of it. It's an original and it is their, a part of their time and their life that they are now giving to you. Right. And that's something I want to do at my booth. So people always ask me, do you use cricket machines or laser cutters? I'm like, I don't want that. <laughs> like, you know, if you can make a lot more money off them, like, I don't care. What I want is people to be able to come to my booth, pick up something and know that I was there at my desk listening to Game Grumps or like old Bakshi films and just cutting this and now they own it, an original. If right. I recreate it, it's never going to turn out the same. And a recreation, because you're doing it all by hand, is never a recreation. It's always going to be an original. So, oh yes. <laughs> I say it may look like the one I did, you know, last year, but it I changed the color of this paper or mm -hmm. I used a different kind of box or you know even like the direction that I cut, the correct. paper changes everything. Or you can even it's like instead of cutting straight I'll leave a, 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 an edge mm -hmm. along and it would give it which gives it another look altogether. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of different ways and that's the cool thing about doing original art. Yeah, you don't have to worry about someone turning around and saying, well, this doesn't look right, or this, because it's not supposed to look right. It's not <laughs> supposed to look like that, because it's an, it might have been inspired by this superhero, or might have been inspired by this comic, but it is not. Yes. <laughs> it's something totally different, and a change of pace, in, in this case, so... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's another thing I love about original art. And, and it's funny because one of the main reasons why I wanted to uh, uh, do an interview with you is because you had liked a few of the photos that I had done over this weekend. And I'm like, he says, you know, I saw the booth. He's liked it. I definitely want to get down there. And then the kicker was uh, a friend of mine also turned around and says, oh, you got to go over there and talk to Jeff. Oh. <laughs> Anthony D. Mm -hmm. So oh, he's he, amazing. Yeah, and he's gone through so much over this last little uh, period of time, too. So, um, But he turns around and says, you got to go talk to Jeff. He's got a lot. <laughs> he, you know, he does a lot. He's got a lot to, to, to talk about. And that's the cool thing about it is, is that when you come to these cons, I mean, I can catch people at the beginning of the con, and they're not going to host a huge opinion because it's the beginning of the con. Yes. So every day forms its own thing. You know, like Greg, the guy that runs this mm -hmm. con, he um, he had issues this year yeah. uh, where the website got attacked and got shut down at least twice. Um, so uh, he's had his hands full, and, and every time I've tried to talk to him this week, he's been like, no, no, I've got to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. So, uh, but as I said, every year it's a, it's a new experience. Mm -hmm. And you never know who you're going to find and who you're going to talk to. And then you make good contacts and new contacts. So it's always a joy. And I've always said, uh, and I say it quite often on my podcast, is 
conventions are, and I usually use Phoenix Fan Fusion as the thing, mm -hmm. and as my original base. It's, it's you and your closest 300,000 friends. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, friends and family, basically. Yeah, like um, yeah, I teach seventh graders, and they're always going through a rough time. They're trying to identify who they, they are. They're trying on different personalities. Right. And a lot of the uh, quote-unquote nerds, you know, my people, kind of get washed over a lot of the time. It, like now it, uh, being a nerd is a little more you know, accepted right. than when I was a kid. But I always say, like, at some point you got to go to a convention because right. people show up and you're not judged for what you like. Correct. Um, you know, you go up, you're wearing, like, you know, the craziest Star Trek costume. Like, I'm Ferengi number four from episode, you know, 15 of uh, Next Generation. People are going to recognize that and, you know, talk to you about your fandoms. And it's just you find your people there. And, and the funny thing you mentioned that is that a friend of mine is uh, a Star Trek actress. And uh, I first met her at a convention a couple of years back. And we've been friends pretty much ever since. We, con we communicate over uh, Facebook. Uh, I mean, I've got her phone number, but I don't <laughs> want to call her because I don't want to bother her. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, we chat quite a bit. And whenever she's coming into town, she lets us know. So it's like, oh yeah, I'll be there at the, at the convention. Matter of fact, I got to reach out and find out if she's coming. Uh, she hasn't been here in a couple of years because we haven't done anything yeah. for a couple of years. So I'll be interested in seeing if she's coming there. But she's got as many credits as a lot of the stars, <laughs> and she's the she's one of the characters that's kind of in the background mm -hmm. in many things. Matter of fact, it's it's so cool that she's in so many background shots that you're trying to much this. She's she's got to be like an engineer because she's been everywhere in the ship. <laughs> I mean, she's been a navigator, she's been in security, she's been in engineering, she's, you know, she's all over the place. And uh, she's just constantly in there, and I can almost thinking that I need to just start a drinking game when you start a marathon <laughs> of Star Trek, everyone drinks. You know, kind of like, she's almost that way. Um, and she's one of those people that's been in this long enough to where she's actually gone up in rank. She started as an ensign. <laughs> Take and that, now, Harry and now she's a lieutenant. <laughs> so, uh, and then uh, she actually made it into two of the uh, Star Trek movies. Wow! Uh, and she was blown up in one, but she's still <laughs> surviving, so that's good. There was even a petition to have her uh, added to uh, Picard. Ooh! Um, but you know that Picard series is the, the characters are so close knit. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not yeah, when like, they're not getting their eyes torn out. Yeah, oh, uh, it, that episode. Yeah, so when 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 you when I'm looking at it, it's just like I have a hard time seeing her being on there because one of you know the, the shots are almost always um, with people that are talking mm -hmm. uh, and such, and he's not in a uh, in a ship where he's in command of a large crew, so you can't have those background people. So I kind of feel bad because I was really hoping she would get in there. <laughs> but, and then I also noticed that uh, one of the guests here. Um, uh, Olivia Hack. Uh, she was on Star Trek. Oh, was she the one Picard's, Picard's daughter in the Nexus? Yeah, yeah, she played the Picard's daughter. So I had to get a picture with her. Oh, that's so, cool. So I got a picture with her. So I'm like, I, I mean, I don't, I can't get it autographed or anything because I haven't printed it. But uh, I'm just sitting there going, ah, oh, okay, at least I got one with her. So. What's really fun is um, this is something I've been doing at anime conventions. Is anytime that you know they have an actor show up, especially if they're the older ones from the ADV dubs, right? You can just go through your DVD collection, slip out the. Uh, 
jackets, have them sign that, then you put them back in the DVD case, they're protected, and they don't take up more room. That's true, but the only downside is is that I've been getting rid of my DVDs oh. for the longest time. <laughs> I went to digital, I have a server at home, and I'm sitting at somewhere around nine, I think it's either nine or 12 terabytes Jeez. of space, and when I say it's full, I have less than 76 gigs left. <laughs> <laughs> and anyone that knows anything about tech nowadays means you got yeah, that's maybe two movies, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'm old so. school. Like, I have my DVD case. Like, my wife used to make fun of me because I used to, um, it was during the DVD-R days where people were recording shows. Right. I still had my VHS player. Oh. And, like, I was just milking that. But as soon as they switched up the cable boxes, I'm like, I can't record anything. Now you have to rent these things. Ugh. Yeah, my server, I've got it to where I transferred uh, all my DVDs. Uh, I rented a, a program, and I went back, and I started transferring all my DVDs, all my CDs onto digital, so onto my server. But the problem with that is is that every year or two, I have to turn around going, great, i got to put another... Got another put in and another yeah, three memory, gig, yeah. a three terabyte or whatever, and then it's amazing though on sizes of technology recently because people put in like SD cards. Oh, it's a 16 gig SD card. I'm like, okay, so I might have to empty it <laughs> by yeah. the end of this or something along that lines. Um, uh, one of my side projects is I buy auctions, uh, storage auctions. And I was looking through one of the boxes, I was going through one of them, and I pulled out this brand new um, uh, uh, thumb drive. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's sweet, that's kind of cool, it's really nice and shiny, and it's an old bag, and I turn it over, it's a two terabyte SSD card. Now, I do know that, that uh, the main markets do not sell these. Yeah. But the generic markets, like the, the little Chinese companies that try to yeah, get important. into our market and stuff like that, do sell this kind of stuff. And I plugged it in and I checked it out and it says it's a two terabyte. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to play with this because <laughs> that's a lot of space to have. Yeah. So. And I've seen a couple of people check it where they like take one image and they put it in there and waiting for it to slow down and start deleting its own memory in order to make room for new ones. Uh, I looked up that and that was interesting but if it was already like pre-packaged or something that might be legit yeah I'm, I'm hoping I mean it was only in a bag um, so it wasn't actually still in the plastic mm. so I'm kind of like oh yeah like, look at ways to check that because I've seen like some are like it says this but then it starts deleting the older information and if you're trying to keep track of a lot of digital media you don't want to lose that yeah no I, and I did bring it but I never played with it so um, I was actually having the issue where I was trying to figure out where to pay put my uh, shots from my uh, DSLR mm -hmm. um, because I had misplaced one of my components that I used to pull the, the files off the DSLR to put them on my computer so I could edit them or go through them to see if there are any blurs or anything like that and then send them to the, my cell phone so I could <laughs> send it out to over the social networks. So I'm like, oh my God, this is becoming monotonous, but the component that, I, that I'm missing um, made things so much easier, but I actually ended up bringing a, a cloning device mm -hmm. that had an SD card reader in the back so that I could transfer them. And then I'm like, okay, so how am I going to transfer this to this? And then I'm like, oh wait, Bluetooth. So I set it up to where I have my laptop dumping to my cell phone through Bluetooth. And I'm like, 
It's working. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when it comes to computers, I'm so old school. Like, if it's not wired, I get nervous with it. Right. It's like, oh, it's Bluetooth. Well, the battery's going to die, or you're not going to get the connection. Or it's like, if I bring some of my old cables and I just ghetto rig that thing, it's going to work forever. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of like what the thing is. The, the, the cloning device was wired, hot-wired into my computer, my laptop. So when I put in the card there, it read it as a device, a storage device. So I'm going, all right, just sit this on Bluetooth, <laughs> switch it over to here. But it, it took, uh, we come walking into the room probably like eight o'clock or something like that. And it was still cloning or copying over when I went to bed at 11 something. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm hoping it's done when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> but. Well, I'm really glad I had this opportunity to talk to you. Um, we will probably intercept now that on the other uh, conventions that we have. Oh, yeah. And um, there's periodically that I do look for people throughout the week to do uh, or to normal interviews if they have a passion for more uh, in-depth. Yes. Uh, and, uh, but unfortunately, my studio at home is pretty clogged. <laughs> not exactly the cleanest right now so <sighs> it'll be a little bit before I start doing like that but I may contact you uh, because you are in the valley um, it would be a long drive for you to come to my studio so it might be a situation where I come out to your place or something along that lines but fun, yeah. in, in any case uh, I would definitely like to, to milk your knowledge of other uh, other subjects also really especially great. with the with the, the cons, and it's always good to have a geek that's more <laughs> diverse than just, uh, you see, I'm not a big anime. You know, the, the most anime I do is Attack on Titans. <laughs> and I went through the first season, uh, I downloaded the second season, it was all in Japanese, so I haven't been back yet. <laughs> so, I guess I'm a little behind the times myself right now. But uh, it's always good to find another geek that's uh, out there so they can more bring in more people to uh, stuff because I've actually thought about setting up panels oh that would be uh, fun um, I have done a couple of panels I did one for podcasting a number of years ago when we were here mm -hmm. as a guest um, and then uh, I have gone to Tucson for uh, one or two panels so uh, but I have been trying to think of more unique panels to put together mm -hmm. and a variety of different sources of people because cosplayers are cosplayers and many of them that's all they think mm. is cosplay but then there are geeks that are going okay I'm Star Trek Star Wars you know do I do I remember everything about every movie every episode no do I like the way the movie's themes go the shows go I love explosions I love <laughs> science fiction but I'm not going to be critical going, you know, that wasn't the way it was done in the comics or in oh, the no, book. no, no, no. You know? <laughs> Unless it was the Watchmen done by a Snyder. It's like, so good that the ending, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, it's always good to find new people that have uh, more perspectives. Oh, yeah. So uh, I have been trying to think of uh, panels that could be very most more unique. <laughs> I sat in on one la the other night. Um, that Nicole did and I was expecting corgis uh, but it was uh, they were doing uh, a game they play on mm. computers and actually several of her friends did kind of a reenactment of the game oh that sounds like fun uh, it, it's kind of like a paranormal hunting 
Yes. So they go looking for ghosts and stuff. I uh, can't remember the name of the yeah, game. I, I, I know the game Grumps played and it was fun. Um, so <laughs> I'm sitting there going, uh, that's kind of interesting. I like the fact that they actually had people trying to um, play it out. Yes. Uh, and I'm sitting there going, you know, it would have been cooler if you would have done the Corgis trying to play it out. <laughs> now that would have been cool. So, but anyway, I'm going to go ahead and let you go because I know you've got the last day. You want to try to get into sales. Um, so we'll see what we can do. <laughs> yeah, thank so. you so much for having me here. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to catching up with you at the other cons, uh, Taiyu and uh, Phoenix Fan Fusion. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's, it's always try to. It's always a mouthful to try to remind myself it's Phoenix fan fusion yeah <laughs> got it you know got so used to going comic-con comic-con phoenix comic-con phoenix comic-con now i gotta go i gotta think of it it's fan fusion yeah now have you guys ever shown up at uh game on expo yes yeah because i was gonna say if you want some perspective on the uh behind the scenes talk to john lester mm -hmm. he's one of my favorite people ever he gave me my start in, with this career yeah he runs Thing. Yeah, and John. yeah, he does YouTube channels. So, like, if you want to know everything behind conventions and video game development and right. YouTube, he's going to be your go-to guy. Actually, he was one. Of the their convention was one of the first ones we did outside of fan. Oh, very cool. We uh, we actually interviewed several um, uh, game uh, voiceovers. So, like um, Overwatch. Mm -hmm. um, several of the main characters in Overwatch we've already interviewed. Oh, cool. Uh, uh, our first one was, uh, God, I can't remember, uh, big guy, shield, kind of a paladin, yeah, Reinhardt, oh, cool. Reinhardt, uh, and the guy that plays Reinhardt was really cool, <laughs> when we actually had a really good interview time, we were going to do the interview after his panel. Um, but his panel was kind of a little slow, so we actually just kind of incorporated the the the, the podcast into the his the end of his uh, little uh, program that he was doing. So it was really good. But we've also done uh, Roadhog, um, Mercy, uh, a couple of the other characters too. So very nice. So very exciting stuff. Nice. But anyway, I gotta let you get back to work. So uh, we'll talk to you soon, and uh, I will probably have this up in a couple of days. Awesome! Thank you so much. Yeah, not a problem. And have a great day. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them blue for me and you. And I think to myself, Bullshit! What a wonderful world. Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed.